Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're gonna get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fitkovsky, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. This session is called Reflections. This just gives us a chance to reflect on past episodes. And I think that's so important to think about reflections. You know, I am the first to admit that even in my own business, I'm so busy meeting client objectives that I often don't pause to reflect on what went really well, what can change, what what else can be, you know, drilled down deeper, if you will? What else you can investigate? What, how else we might reflect on things in our, in, in the design of work or in the design of products, environments, and systems? Reflections are such an important part of storytelling, right? Yeah, you know, reflection is is underrated, and it's often when you hear judges on reflection, and you're seeing more and more in judgments. But reflection is really important. It's part of learning in, teams yeah. in businesses, running mm-hmm. successful learning teams. You must reflect and for you know and and have this chance. So I love that we're making time to reflect on our mm. launch of the podcast, season one. All right, excellent. There's Thanks. always more stories too when you tell this, and you you hear from people, you know, coming to us telling us, oh, but in my workplace this happened and this happened, and, and it triggers other memories. It does. Reflective becomes reflexive and so on and so forth. A cycle of work. So episode one, party, yeah. party. Bubbles of trouble. We spoke about if you want to have some fun How at work. How much have we talked about the stripper? The st- and it keeps coming back. It keeps. He keeps coming back. Yeah, not straight out of the bottle. No. <laughs> And there's always some good stories to tell with this. Like, you know, you've talked about establishing some recognised rituals and boundaries around workplace fun. Yes, that was the sensible message, is to uh, put boundaries around what sort of work event you're going to have. You know, I, I had a Christmas party that I attended when I was an employee at a workplace, and it was a picnic event. And at this event, the owner of the business was already quite inebriated before the be- the event began. Unfortunate. And it starts, you know, you can just see the trouble unfolding there. Uh, and it was awkward. It was such an awkward celebration because it was a ma and pa owner of a business. They'd recently gone through a breakup. The person had been sleeping with the nanny. The male had been sleeping with the nanny. He was with the nanny. The relationship was no longer, right? awkward then to celebrate Christmas without the female business owner at this party. So already it's a little stilted. Okay, keep going. We were being served uh, turkey and there were some prawns and, you know, all kinds of things. And we were all hungry. We were talking about like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. We thought it was going to be a noonday lunch festival. And I remember a colleague of mine started to, you know, ask the, the women were saying, please, can you help? We're all starving, right? We can only do so many more raw prawns, mate. And mm, <laughs> I'm the son. We've got to go to our other evening events soon. Yes. So uh, a friend of mine, male psychologist, says, you know, all right, we're, we're just going to, we're going to help feed some of the people you you, know, you got to get going on oh, oh, in the middle of carving the turkey the owner of this business walks on over and says oh, are you carving my turkey we're like what mm. what yeah we, everyone's really hungry we keep asking for food because it was inebriated you know time just was yeah, passing right. i had no oh, clue oh, i thought you were gonna say did the was it the psychologist who was there the, the psychologist was a, was helping 
keep people happy. Oh, okay. Because right? I thought he was chopping complaints. the chook. No, he I'll, was chopped. <laughs> so, but the owner of the business oh. who bought the turkey and was had yeah. and literally did this just got. So extremely angry, red face, oh. right blowing up, said, I shopped for that turkey. Oh. <laughs> I prepared that turkey. You do not carve another man's turkey. And I mean, we were all like, what? Oh, that was but, like but the line. That, was the, meme. that lunch. was the meme. That was the meme. Like, don't, 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 oh. hey, mate, you don't mow your neighbor's lawn. Isn't that the Aussie saying? Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't yeah, carve another man's turkey, right? So oh, we're, I thought you were going to say, sorry, I thought you were going to say, do the psychologist say, but does the prawn want to be peeled? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm saying, the oh, women, the women that. are like just, like you know, trying to hold back our laughter. You're like, are you? Did you? Just, that's such a meme. Oh my god! Please, can you repeat that? I've got to capture that on video. Outraged right? that somebody, outraged was, that the somebody was carving the turkey, the turkey to help everybody eat and be happy, but but he was obviously inebriated. Time did not have the same meaning no. in this person's head. So was the nanny at the event? Nanny was not at the event. So, that so, was still a little bit too controversial. I see. So Alan, what you're saying before about boundaries? There were no boundaries in the scenario. No boundaries. No boundaries. There was no planning. And and I'm talking nose to nose conversation. And this is how this is why I have so much respect for really quality psychologists because my friend starts de-escalating the situation oh. in such an effective way. Starts saying, "I hear you saying that you're concerned about your turkey being mm. carved." <laughs> Did you just say that? And then I understand that you may, this might be an upsetting event. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn from this. Check this out. And, and you could see the red color slowly dissipating. He was feeling validated and listened yeah. to, right? <laughs> and and so on and so on. In the meantime, we're like, see those slices are true. Can I just steal some? Because I'm like really hungry. Yes, okay? <laughs> right. You're and getting then, to Maslow's and needs. <laughs> you just need food, shelter, clothing. You just have to eat. It was just this awkward, drunken event. But this is now not where the employees were drunk, but the actual, the boss, the, boss the owner of organization yep. and no this gets worse okay mm. this is this is downtown public park along the river in brisbane oh. and this person finds his way around exposed to the ferry driving past oh. and this is me at my first brisbane australian christmas party work fight place function. work function work function there you go and so and you're like you want to carve the turkey and you just did that behind the tree? I didn't hang on a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And needless to say, I left. I just left. And I suspect it just continued to get worse. And so I heard thereafter. Mm. So this is what we're talking about. What are the boundaries that you're going to set around the conventions of workplace events? Well, right? Clearly, there's no boundaries in that situation. No. And, mm. um, it, uh, I'm not saying that there was one particular event at that party <laughs> that was going to cause the downfall of that business, but, mm. geez, it's a recipe for disaster. That's just something is going to go wrong. They're going to end up in court. And yeah, it's going got, to, uh, the business has, is going business to be blown has been apart. dismantled and has yeah. gone in yeah, many other places. Was, Everybody's gone their own way. But I made some really good friendships there, I have to say. They're still friends. Mm. So. Yeah, well, for me, that the, the, the takeaway, no pun intended, is that... <laughs> Don't um, carve another man's turkey. Well, no, no. I, my, I, my concern is this. If this is how this fellow reacted and you needed a psychologist... To defuse the situation, to de-escalate, because he has carved a turkey. <laughs> the turkey. What's if somebody helped themselves to the stuffing? Uh oh, dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean? I'd be scared, right? <laughs> mm. Because spent all day working on the. But you know what's uh, funny is stuffing or something. Even just saying this to you, I reflect on the fact that I've made such good quality, sustaining friendships, sustainable friendships, and that sometimes 
that tribal culture, you bond really well when you need to rebel against something together, right? Yeah. There's, a yes. op- there's an operating rhythm in business and there's a tribal culture. And that mm. has power. That is the unspoken authority sometimes. Uh, well, you do know, according to Max Weber, the, there are the three types of power. You start with the legitimate rational, which is the rule of law. You then also have the charismatic, i.e. Uh, leaders who use their charisma. Charismatic leaders, not many in Australia. We just don't. But these are legitimate forms of power. And the third one is what you've just said. It's tribal. Oh, there so, you go. So tribal power is like a that. thing. So it's quite a political... It, was, it is a political science construct. So legal, rational charismatic and tribal tribal power yep. can be quite a powerful source as an undercurrent and that's what you're saying so that, there you go just thought in episode that. two we talked about work travel <laughs> who's gonna start this we're gonna start this press play and plug in the microphone cable next up is the crew willing and able satisfying your thirst come and clean up the best precise oh we're reflecting where on where episode two yeah 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 where are, are you going where are you I don't know let's find out you're on a road to know work travel work travel well, things that go awry, all right? Mm. Um, you're talking about why what? Mm. <laughs> so episode three, Flea's all over it. Yeah. You're talking about the water meter, power meter reading. We were talking about, you know, being mauled by a dog is a potential. These are new cases that are coming out yeah. that you can reflect on things that, that happen when you're providing service at somebody's home. Hawkers or, you know, for charity type people. And now notwithstanding... There's a big sign. It doesn't say do not enter. It says beware the dog. But dogs were going off. He was asked, look, have you had any instruction or any instruction, any training given what's happened with dogs? He had no idea. So clearly either this, the message isn't getting across, the training isn't extending to people entering yards when they can hear or can only be described as a Cujo bark and a sign and a fence that's above 1.8 metres. Yeah. These are all the indicia of, crikey, I better not enter. Because we talked about work from home and we talked about, you know, the resident could be bitten by a dog, but what about when your work means going to somebody's, a stranger's home to check water meters? And this is what's happened in Queensland recently. Yes, it was a terrible incident, but why would you even enter the premises if you had a concern that there's a vicious dog? So in this case, there were signs signs and everything? But which, oh yeah, there were signs, there were invariably signs everywhere. So my query slash concern is, I get the impression that entering yards for those who have to enter yards that type of training it's not translating out into the into the workplace or the work system design i I get that it can be quite complex and there may be some barriers for the use of this technology but there are remote water water Mm. meter electric meter meter readers Mm. there are remote electronic where you can drive check your digital device and get the readings without having to step onto somebody's premise uh, it's dogs potholes slippery services whatever but But this is not unique to this situation in lots and lots of employers say to their employees if if you think something's dangerous stop Mm. don't do the job And that's what we're talking about here. Mm. If a worker thinks that it's going to be dangerous to enter that yard, they should stop. They should not enter the yard. And the Mm. whole discussion about wearing body armour, I I just don't think we should go there. No, Um, it's the work system design, right? Yeah, it's a work system design. We design the, the, the hazard and the risk out of the work. Yeah, I think it's certainly simple interventions, administrative ones like ask the owner of the home to read whether it's like the power, mm. that's happily I can see that's being introduced more and more to avoid that person entering the yard. 
Certainly Intel, knowing that, look, under no circumstances are you to enter this yard. So if there's better coordinated information, they're all positive things. But, yeah, certainly putting armour on. Or I often wonder, though, in the mind of the worker, like pressures, for particularly as a lot of this work... Perceived pressure, yeah. right, just to get the job done yeah, no matter what, right? If they're subcontracted, mm-hmm. you are told you will get paid X amount, but you must read Y amount of... Properties. And good. What are the lead indicators for their work on how are they yeah. being met, performance measured? And if they're, you know, the whole aspect that we've been talking about, the gig economy workers, right, where they mm. may be Correct. reimbursed by volume, by volume. right, mm. that kind of thing. And there's, there are pressures. They feel that they can't take time yep. off work, that they'll get fired, they'll lose the contract. Actually, that's a better one, the delivery driver delivering um, your favourite French fries. Do the delivery drivers deliver French fries, do they? Oh, they'll deliver anything. They'll deliver one French fry French if you're prepared fries? to pay for it. They'll, Are you serious? They'll deliver a um, one churro. Uber Eats or something like that. No, no, those I've, companies. I've got kids who have enabled with this stuff. They they'll, deliver they'll, French fries? They deliver French fries. Seriously? They're all so, I find the irony in this, the perverse irony that the delivery fee is more than the French fries. Yeah, But no that's kidding. just, you know... Oh my um, from gosh. another world. I, I another don't get generation. French fries delivered at home, I've got to say, right? Yeah, no, no, they don't. Not yeah, look, late at night, you get the munchies, oh, things wow. happen, each to their okay. own. But my point is, that's that's where the pressure is. Can I just say that I'm silent on this point? Not because I don't want the French fries, but but because they don't come out to where I live. Oh, Oh, shame. You want petition. Shame. (laughs) I'm still local. (laughs) It's an interesting one because that's where the pressure is. So whilst we're we're dealing with more organised or perhaps well-known industries such as Mm -hmm. water reading and um, electricity reading, but these people who are under pressure by volume to deliver and they see the sign... And they go, oh well, yeah. How bad can it be? And and they're attacked or they're mauled. That's that's a concern because the imperative to deliver is paramount. So that, that idea of stop working, Alan, I'm not convinced it would so work. So with with the I'm uh, sorry, um, stop enter, don't enter. Yeah, with, the, with the food way. delivery, yeah, it's more likely that there's been positive communication between the worker and the resident. Yes. Whereas when you're talking about the meter readers, yeah, nobody might be. Might, it might, might be that nobody's no home, home or because they're in a rush to to yeah. get through many properties. They don't even knock on the door to possible. check if you're home. They correct. just go straight to the meter because they don't um, want you to be. T- they don't yeah. want to be told to leave. They don't correct. want to be. Uh, they don't. Want actually customer aggression too. Yep. I noticed yep. that time pressure because too. financially time people pressure. are under distress and they feel like as if they're going to get a bill coming. So next. rather than make the phone oh. call, they're going to risk walking through a yard mm. where there might be a vicious. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's or a ra- that's a rather than. Um, put technologies in place and upgrade this so that you can do this remote and not yep. subject yep. your workers. They're just still going to allow this gig economy. Uh, flow to ha- yep. whether it's gig economy or, or not, or they're still going to allow yeah. that. And, that and I have that technology at my place, so that, you do. Yeah, so they can read the power without From the outside, outside, outside of the board. Yes, yeah, so you yeah, put yeah. your board on the outside. No, no, no it's no. got a little antenna on top oh, of the power. And the person's yeah. driving past. So, so the That's same it. computer programmer mm. I talked about in some yes. of the previous cases about imbalances, mm. he yep. he was involved in designing yes. remote systems, mm. and they did a trial in Japan first before it ever came to Australia. Right, so I know that this remote meter reading technology right. exists. Because you don't want to be attacked by Shiba Inu or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Radio, where are we going next? Uh, Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able, satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Episode four was stilettos, rock concerts, and tales of the unexpected, and we still continue that talk about. 
you know, your allergies to bees, Trish. And we also talked about the rock concert where the gentleman had a heart attack uh, yeah. when there was the, the crowd was incited, if you will, to the security, to, yeah. the security mm. guard. Sorry, mm. the security guard. Yeah. And it's funny because there's nothing dramatic or bizarre or unusual about any of those scenarios or those vignettes we we discussed. Uh, bees do their business. <laughs> Hunters go to gigs and revel in the um, in their favourite acts and the, yeah. the, the energy unusual. is high. It's not, not like they do rapid, you know, dangerous rapid rides, falls or high risk activity, even bungee jumping or something that you might hesitate. We, we're dealing with ordinary. I had such a fun bungee. Oh. Have you ever bungeed? No. Have you bungeed? No, I haven't bungeed. No, you know, seriously, I thought that, okay, I, I tangent for a second, yeah. reflection from See, Chiang not, Mai memory. Yeah, I'm not surprised that, that you bungeed. No, no, I never expected me to bungee because I, I don't like the idea of my back breaking and I have this picture of like things. Or your you eyes know. popping out. I was, yeah, it was more my spine. I just was like, ooh. But I finally thought, right, okay, here's a, a year of discovery and I was I was studying and training in yep. Thai massage. I have trained many times in Thai massage with... I know. Oh. I saw your eyes get excited. No, they're not on on free offer right now. <laughs> 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 I teach yoga, I tie massage, right? And now I just tie massage to friends and family. It's lazy man's yoga. But in the meantime, when I was studying... Just for the audience's benefit, this is real. This, this is, is real Sarah. Thai it massage. is real. It's all part of me. And, and why are you so funny? <laughs> <laughs> I, you read my eyes, but I wasn't thinking that at all because I hadn't processed it. Just... Fully. It's just called lazy man's yoga. It's beautiful. It's it. It's so I studied with a, a Buddhist monk. He had been a Buddhist monk for seventeen years, right. and he was my teacher. And he was really, you know, Ajahn means your teacher. My Ajahn, um, and his wife he married uh, was from New York. So she taught the real hard anatomy, physiology, sciences, and he spoke more about energy lines and yep. movement and, and symbolism, and uh, they were just magic together, right? So. I studied Thai massage in Chiang Mai, went, traveled there many times. And while I was there, I decided to take a trip and go bungee jumping. Wow. And I'd made friends with some of the, the waiters and the staff at the hotel where I stayed. That was, I always returned to this hotel. And I talked to one of the boys into coming with me. And uh, it was great. And then they were short-staffed, so he couldn't go. I was so disappointed. So the bus is coming. I'm like, I was paying for his trip. I'm like, come on, I'll pay for you. Da, da, da. He had, he no longer had the day off. Darn it. So I get on this bus, and I'm talking to the tourists from France, these other tourists, thinking, oh, cool, all right, we're making some friends. And the bus pulls over, and then suddenly, the bus opens the doors. People are getting out. I go, where are you guys going? They go, we're going to the monkey show. I go, what? Okay, so you're monkey showing and then bungeeing? No, no, no. We're only monkeying. We're not bungeeing. Mm. So it was only me. It was only me left on this bus, and we can go to the next place, this lake, to go bungee jumping. Oh. And I am getting so nervous by this stage, right? And we go there, and I try and talk the instructor and the tour guide, and I'll pay for you. Will you come with me? No, nobody would come with me, right? And <laughs> So I'm climbing this rickety long top, you know, uh, structure to get to the top, the platform to to bungee, and they're going nong song sam, which is one two three, bungee, and I stay there. I go, 
Just a minute. Hang on. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Take a few deep breaths. And then Noong Song Sam. Yay! And I bungeed, right? It was magnificent. It was so much fun. Like, time goes slow. The world is beautiful. I bungeed. Everybody else did monkey show. I did my, my bungee. Do you know, I did in the early 90s, I was a prosecutor. Yeah. And I oh, got lots of... so you've gone both sides, yeah, prosecution yeah. and defence. So there were quite a few bunch of jumping side. cases that went across my desk. That went with, wrong? That went terribly wrong. I was in northern Thailand where nobody would have reported exactly what yeah. happened if that no, something gone wrong. These, these were Australian yeah, yeah, cases yeah. where yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and you realise um, that... Uh, there was something in that that you were the only person. I know, right? And that I couldn't talk even the tour guide or the bungee jump operator into coming with me. I to can't believe how like, brave you were. Thank you, know, you very jump. much. I I was brave traveling by myself as a woman in northern Thailand, studying mm. Thai massage and bungeeing. So, Thank you very so much. This was your no, I meant going into the water over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was your year of discovery. One of several. In oh, okay. One of many. One of many. I keep, so I keep discovering every day. Every, every moment is a discovery. discovery moment. Yes, but every tell day. But tell us yes. more about this. Okay, so so trauma, security guard, something that yes. couldn't be predicted. You know, I invited this with a bungee, but th this is a security yeah. guard. Uh, and uh, look, so whilst you would think, oh, this is a, a normal expectation, it's an occurrence, you are somebody who's employed to crowd control mm. and you are doing your job but you die of natural causes you would think where's that sort of connection or where's that nexus but, but it was but exacerbated it was, by the noise the crowd that's what was found in this case right indeed and so yeah. they the court found that um i know that this person's entitled to the conclusion it's also those first of all that that particular case made me think about just how the definition or scope of work you want mm. to go that but far just how yeah. wide this concept but it's even, of work it's even is even wider than that. Yes, um, it's a businesses start. have a responsibility not just for their workers but also for others. That's right. And then if you think about music concerts, especially the vigorous music concerts, yes, and, and you've got the mosh pit, mosh pits, uh, mm. lots and lots mm. of ways people can get hurt. But, and particularly now, I mean, we've had unfortunately a fair share of cases, and they, um, I mean, they go back from the nineties with a lot of the ecstasy-related tragedies. But now with the current debate about pill testing. Uh, and with recent uh, outdoor events, deaths of, of young people overdosing and taking other drugs, so the the um, the, the risk and that level of responsibility, to, sorry, it just extends beyond the workers. It goes beyond. So these are the conversations that that need to continue because um, there is, you know, contrary to many who think there, it's all about occupational or work safety. No, no, health is a big component, and also the health and welfare and well-being of the punters whether it's related to mm, mm. the use of substances or whether it's related to mosh pitting, these mm. have to be factored in. So that case really brings home that we, we can't think uh, of work along this sort of ordinary or linear definition. And indeed, I, I even struggle with the term uh, psychosocial in its own because of the fact that it emphasises that sort of almost a narrow concept. For me, I think work health and safety and wellbeing or to extend beyond the current terms and start to embed sociological, strictly oh. not psychosocial, 
but the sociology of work, which I think has been missing in the debates, because all of these cases with providers... I can see you'll be writing a book on this. Oh, look, I well, agree. Yeah, that's I agree, right. though. <laughs> I, it's I true. Chase, you know, sociology. how often have I been saying, look, you can't just have these chasing energy sources and hazards, and I see companies yeah. spending a lot of time developing documentation and committees and teams to address either physical or psychosocial. I'm like, hang on, it's the context of work and you need to look at what I call life cycle ergonomics or the employee experience through the journey map, like a customer journey map of an employee from, from hire to every point in between before retire everything every junction in work and you don't extract a physical experience from a psychological from a cognitive social system work context environment none of these are extracted they're all integrated right so i agree i think it should be a far more holistic integrated approach to look at work design strategy you can spend a heck of a lot of time trying to address a hazard type and not understand the interacting risk factors, the context of work and whether or not that's actually going to be meaningful is questionable. It just gets too diluted by chasing mm. a single hazard. It's not that useful. That's it. That and I, what I'm saying is not going to be popular, right? I, I get that because... Oh, no, people... I think a lot of people would agree with you. Um, but sometimes you're forced, not sometimes, often you're forced to focus on individual hazards but because it's trendy it's timely no it's because that's just the way the work is but wouldn't it be better if the work was designed so that you didn't even get to that point of looking at the hazard certainly but i'm saying people don't really understand that hazard well if they're not looking at the broader context of work which is what i think you're talking about i was sarah on this another c word it's context Context. It is context. Add it and, to our library of C words. Yeah, and you only get, yeah, they're, they're, let's compile a list of C words that we've started with from candor all the way. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into my list, my shopping lists of C words, but context, because context is more aligned to that sociological exploration. Systems of work I, context. I find yeah. practitioners in this space work along sort of linear, oh no, this is this is what I do, or this is what I do, or this is they what I do. Pe- and lawyers do the same as well. Oh, no, no, I only um, only advise wills and trust for you know, health yeah. and safety. So this comp- compartmentalisation, <laughs> this compartmentalisation, it's not integrated. It's almost disconnected. And that's, yeah. I'll re- so if you're looking at, like, for example, an experience of aggression at work, yeah. you you can't just simply say we're going to deal with aggression. It's like, well, what's contributing to the aggression and which what job role, what task is being conducted, in what environment, in what scenario, and what seasonality yeah. of work, and what's the business objective when that's occurring. So already one hazard type isn't meaningful unless you give it context. That's it. And I right. say this is important because with the with the well, post Me Too campaign and particularly with the amendments uh, to the Fair Work Act, when it becomes when we talk about this issue of ascendancy and the issue of well, let's let's not beat around the bush, sexual favours, quid pro quo, it's precisely uh, you're going to need a whole of workplace. You're going to have to have broad spectrum discussions about the culture and the environment, attitudes of the older workers. Why, why perhaps more often uh, there may be a male predisposition for this type of behaviour. These are all sociological mm. things and you can't compartmentalise this. So this and, stuff is going to be broad. And 
And the risk of not looking at the broader context is that the treatment mm. for that hazard type is ineffectual, that it doesn't mm. do anything. Like you say, I know, we'll have training. We will train people about aggression in the workplace. Meh. Right? Yeah, and <laughs> that's why I like to think we're, we're, if people ask, well, why, why are they deliberately bringing, if they do think that, I don't know, we haven't had any feedback yet about that, but why are they deliberately, uh, are they cherry-picking or are they looking for the most extreme or provocative cases? Yeah, possibly, because it's a podcast, but more importantly... For us, you mean? Yeah, no, if people wonder why why aren't we just talking about conventional cases about a crane toppling or, or whatever, m- maybe... Well, we sometimes might. you got to go to the extremes to try and well, mediate what's happening in the middle. Yeah, but mm. more importantly, um, I think it's a demonstration to say that work is everywhere, it's yes. pervasive. And this stuff happens, yes. that uh, these extreme yep. things happen. They're the ones yes. that make the news. They're the ones that make headlines. And our traditional conventional systems yep. for quote-unquote risk management, safety management, refuse to look at it sometimes if you're simply uh, banking on probabilistic ways, trying that, to look at right. the, the likelihood and of something happening. And when we look at happening. these factually unusual cases, yeah. traditional thinking is fitted in. You can... You can apply the same sort of logic that you would apply for a traditional business to these more unusual businesses. Absolutely. You should because it's work and you're all equal. The tennis court, the space lab, the brothel. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice which is here to talk about all things related to work see you next time to the ladies are smooth and charming to our enemies cold and disheartening will and enable not mate